And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm down to dunk And I'm down to dunk I'm down to dunk This is J-Dub and I'm down to dunk I'm Shea Gibbs Alexander and I'm down to dunk This is Lindy Waters and I'm down to dunk I'm Mike Muscala and I'm down to dunk this is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays, my good friend, Michele Bear. Michele, oh, what's up? Well, uh, we had the most terrible game of the season and one very fun game over the past <laughs> week against the Rockets, which is exactly what we um, expected. Um, and they had to keep us and, humble, right? They had to keep us a little humble on that Wednesday night game. Sheesh. Yeah, it was. It was just. I I was so mad. I said I said it to John. We were recording Thunder of the Heart the next morning. I said, yeah. Why? Why at home? Why? Why on the road? Can they have a uh, like a good game on the road against the Rockets? It's it, it feels like ages since it's we awful. played well there. It's so. awful, awful. And then then Saturday night hits, and you know going into the game, they've lost four in a row to the Rockets, and so you just can't be feeling great. Like there can't just be great feelings going into that game, and then within maybe seven seconds of it, you were just like, oh, okay. Okay. Shea was on a mission. Like he was not gonna let that happen again. And the rest of the team just jumped in line with him and they just killed the Rockets. I mean, that game was over so fast. And the Thunder uh Mark described them as bloodthirsty mm-hmm. uh throughout the rest of the game. And there was obviously like some weird animosity kind of going back and forth between the teams. Um, there was just this moment. I think it was right before the end of the second quarter where Giddy had the the goaltend that was then reversed. Mm-hmm. And Giddy's walking back with Shea, and they're kind of like strutting after this call was like reversed. And they passed Jalen Green, and I don't know what was said, but Josh gives him like this like kind of sarcastic thumbs up to him, like, all right, man, cool, <laughs> you know. And it was just a weird it was just a funny moment. Like it happened right in front of me, and I was just like, oh man. Like that's that was just kind of something that I I one, I really enjoyed it. And from there I was just like, holy smokes, like this Shay Giddy pairing is like starting to really really work and oh yeah one thing that i dove into was just the the two-man lineups 
of just mm-hmm. those two. Have you looked at these numbers yet? Not yet. This is very interesting to me. I debated whether to put this on Twitter or not before the show, and I decided to save it for the show um, because it was just that interesting to me. Um, So from the beginning of the season to December 1st, or December 15th, the two-man pairing of Shea and Giddy was a minus. Make me guess. Make me guess. Okay, guess. guess. Guess what they are between December, between the beginning of the season, December 15th. That I checked a long time ago. Let me see if I remember. I think it's a double-digit negative. Like minus 11 or something. Minus 9.7. And it's it's in 23. That's 23 games. Yeah. And that was at the point where we're a little bit like, okay, not going great. But nope. (laughs) Let's we still have hope. There's still time. There's still this is where we use like the the qualifiers of they're still young. And I thought it was interesting after the game because we were talking to Mark after the game and he said like he doesn't let the team use the excuse of being young. Like he just doesn't he doesn't like it. He doesn't use it. Um which I just think is interesting. Okay, now from December 15th to today, February 6th. What do you think they are in net rating? Hmm. Um, plus 7.5. You're so close. Plus 8.4. Okay. Just a dramatic turnaround. Yeah. And they're like, a, since December 1st, or since January 1st, sorry, since the turn of the new year, they're like a plus 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lately, it has skyrocketed, but... Um, yeah. A lot of it is starting unit units actually playing good basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't want to add. I mean, you can correlate that, but you can you cannot say that not having Poku or JRE in the starting unit is causing this uh, um, this jump in efficiency. Yeah. Um, but you can clearly see that from December on, the efficiency of the starting units is very different. Uh, this team is not playing from behind most of the nights. Mm-hmm. And Shea and Giddy, on top of the numbers that you just laid out, it's you can clearly see that they are searching each other on the court. Mm-hmm. It's not like Shea looking just for Isaiah Joe. Is Shea surveying where Giddy is? Is Giddy trying to find Shea on cuts, which is something that I think Shea can improve so much. Not improving, using so much more yeah. than what he can do. Imagine... Yeah, when this team has a legit floor spacer like Muscala on good nights, mm. uh, but every night where Shea has actually room to operate in mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. without the ball. I mean, Giddy will find them. And there were moments where you can clearly see the Rockets not being 100% defensively. Shea can kill them. Yeah. And, and it was working. But yeah, those numbers are starking. Like, this is clearly different. This team has turned a page. Uh, I'm not sure if this is sustainable when you will play lesser shooters or guys that need development because yeah. Poku and JRE are very young in their NBA careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will make mistakes. They will need to learn. So I don't know how much it will drop when JRE or Poku uh, will be back. But yeah. I mean, to, but look, to look at the on-offs... I, it's it is you don't want to like blame everything on those two guys, but Jeremiah is a minus seven point three on off, Poku's a minus nineteen on off. Mm. 
Yeah. I mean, some of it is not all Poku's fault or Jeremiah's fault. Like, they mm-hmm. just played poorly. Like, one, like, your fifth starter is not going to just shift everything for you that much. You no. know, it's not going to shift the Giddy and Shea pairing, like, 18 points. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, that's that's not how this works. But it's not nothing. And so, add, Jeremiah's getting ready to come back. Um, and Poku, I don't think, is getting ready to come back. But it is just something to watch for as these guys return to the lineup. Like, what what happens here? And also, like, you also have Lou Dort, who's out, who, you know, he and Shea were a, a positive, like, barely positive, even during that bad stretch yeah. of the year. And so, like, he's been a helpful player to this team. And so you just wonder, you know, with it, now you have him out, like, there's just a lot of different... yeah things at I, play. I, I explain it to myself in the following way. First, Giddy started off the season on a rough efficiency path. Like yeah. he stretched. It was not good. Yeah. Um, if you sum this up with not having elite shooters around, like Poku or JRE, then you can you can guess why lineups like that were not working. Mm-hmm. Um and also, I mean, early in the season, I don't know if you if you can pull this up uh, quickly, but the three man units with Shea, J Dub, and Giddy were terrible. Yeah. To start the year, I expect those to be better now because also J Dub is improving quite a lot. Yeah. So I don't expect those units to be the same, even if you play the same guys. Because those players, Giddy and J-Dub, improved quite a lot during this ban. Yeah. I, I think that's an important note, too. J-Dub, even against the Rockets, like he didn't score a whole lot, but he had seven assists. And like yeah. that, he just, to me, he just played such a patient brand of basketball the whole night. And I enjoyed watching him. I was, it's funny, I was asking Shay about J-Dub and he goes, he's like giving like this kind of blah answer about how like at the end of the day, like J-Dub, just a basketball player, he knows how to play, yada, yada, yada. He's just talking. Um, and then J-Dub like pops his head in to the media room and he just starts saying like, this is also our starter here. He's just also our starter. I'm sure you guys have seen the clip. Uh, I put yeah. it up on my, my Twitter feed if you haven't seen it yet. Um, anyways, it's just funny like they're they have genuine chemistry on the court uh and off the court as well and they have obviously they have their little thing on instagram going to or shay posts this like kind of cryptic mostly cryptic instagram captions and then j-dub hilariously explains them to us in just a uh purred happily kind of way um so i'm let me find that trio shay dort and giddy through that first portion that I'm talking about through the be- the beginning of the season to the 15th were a minus four. Mm-hmm. Um, Shea, Dort, J-Dub were a minus seven. And then Shea, Giddy, J-Dub, minus 8.4. Yeah. Um, bad. Like that's... Bad. Like you're going to lose. You're going to lose because of this. Yeah. Um, and then from December 15th, to today, 
which if you go so like right now there's a bunch of like thunder stats floating around about like january 1st mm-hmm. through today those numbers are great they're just through the roof but i i just need i just need a little bit more like can i mm-hmm. can i just have a little bit more like give me those extra 15 days please yeah. uh because it gives you a better it just gives you a better taste of like what this team really is cuz i do think that there was a a point where they did turn a corner as a team in the middle of December. And, you know, some and some of the numbers have been way inflated. Like that Rockets game inflates things quite a bit. The Celtics game and, and you know, yeah. the, both of those, obviously number, number one and number two scoring games in the history of the Thunder with 153 and 150. Those games are going to skew things a little bit. So, like, you want to add a little bit more context around those yeah. two. Um, so, anyway, that's that's partly why I'm doing this. Okay, so, since December 15th, the trio, who were minus eight, are a plus five, which is good. Like Yeah. Like, that's quite good. And then the Shea, Giddy, Dort trio, plus 7.8. Yeah, yeah, and then and then when you get uh, giddy with the two Williamses, what do you think that is? I'll I'll quiz you from now on. Sorry, I forget to quiz. I forgot to quiz you. No, that's fine. Uh, I was Sh- guessing those giddy numbers with exactly. Ken, Kenrich, by the... Kenrich, and J and J Dub. Oh, I thought the other Williams said. Oh, I have no idea. Or J will. Um. Um. So although I before... think this is. Gosh, this is why I hate. This is why I hate that they drafted two guys with the same name. Because in here, this is this is so. I'm I am like legitimately annoyed right now because there's no <laughs> way there is no way to figure out who it is. You can't click. There's no hyperlink. Wow. And so we'll and get know. this and get this get this get this. This is so dumb. Um, Kenrich J. It says K Williams, J Giddy, J Williams. And then Oh, wait a minute. Nope, never mind. I'm not as annoyed. No, I am as annoyed. You can't tell the difference between the two on here. Okay, so we'll just pretend to Anyways, to see Giddy from the with minutes. I think this is J Dub though. Giddy yeah. and J Dub and Kenrich Williams, what do you think they are? From or before? Hmm? From December the 15th or From the before? 15th until now. Yeah. Um, I would Since guess the have been plus good. 5.7. Plus 13.7 as a trio. Oh, whoa. Yeah. And that's, that's different. Yeah, that's, that's different. What, what about Shea, Muscala, and J-Dub? I have no idea. In 165 minutes. Just give me a that's number. Not, uh, plus 9.7. Plus 22.3. Okay. Put Isaiah Joe in there and and tell me instead of J Dub like Shay Mike and and yeah, Isaiah Joe. I have it. I have it ready. One hundred and forty four minutes. I think it's last plus plus eighteen or something like that. Only a plus seven. Really? Yeah, that's weird. So this is where your imagination and your your biggest thunder desires can go a little crazy when you have the three man pairing of Shay. Jalen Williams and Mike Muscala. Because, you know, Mike Muscala, God bless his soul, is a little limited on the court. You know, he's played well. 
Yeah. He's a floor spacer. He know this is the thing, this the great thing about Mike. He knows his job and he does it well. Right? Yeah. They're a plus twenty-two in nineteen games played together. Nine. With him not being impactful defensively yeah. almost at all. With him just like being a mediocre to bad drop coverage big. <laughs> you know? That is really something. Like that's that is really something and that's where yeah your the imagination comes into play because like just put chet in there why don't you just put shay chet and j-dub together as a trio i just can't imagine it failing or i don't know that it's it's obviously not going to be like a plus 22 through a giant span of the season and if it is like watch out the thunder are going to win 65 games next year um like i don't think that's going to happen but like you can see, like the potential there. Um, also, I, I don't know why I hadn't asked this yet, but I was in the locker room Saturday night, and I, I just asked Mike about his Mario tattoo. I don't know. Has somebody done a story on the Mario tattoo? I don't know that it's been done since he's been in Oklahoma City. No, I so don't we think just so. we we talked about the Mario tattoo for a little while, and so I just okay. I just asked him what's like. Tell me the story of your Mario tattoo. And so, obviously, it's the Mario character from Mario 3. Did you play Mario 3? Did you play Mario? No, I was not the Nintendo guy. What were you? Um, not a video game guy. You really weren't I a play... video game guy at all? No, not at all. I had uh, the PlayStation 1. Yeah. Uh, I was mostly into um, cars, like GT and stuff like that. Man, okay. Well, anyways, for all you Mario, my, my parents out there, hated video games. Really? So just, really? Yes. Oh wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. So, um, Mike said that he had just such fond memories of playing Mario Three on the original Nintendo at his dad's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of his favorite games. So we talked about Mario Three for a little while. Um, just talked about video games for a little while. He doesn't play video games now, really, but. Still has very fond memories of Mario 3. Thinks it's one of the best games ever. So he got it tattooed on his shoulder. It's awesome. Um, we ended up, I don't remember how we got to talk. We started talking about the way, like how my kids play video games. We were all just cracking up about stuff. But um, anyways, Mike, he's been very helpful to this team. And I think he, I just just imagine sliding a guy like Chet in there. Now it's going to require Chet to be like a real floor spacer because that's that's where mm-hmm. I, that's the value is that teams will sell out to contest Mike Muscala. You know, teams will sell out to contest Isaiah Joe because like those yeah. guys can actually shoot. If Chet can prove pretty early that he can actually shoot, like watch out. That's Do you sh- have questions about it? I I don't, but I don't know what other teams think about him. No, no, it was a legit question. I have many questions about Chet. Well, not many. One, can he stay on the court for real? Uh, that is something that until we see it, I mean, there is no reason why we should be worried right now. Yeah. Uh, well, not too worried. Um, but this is a legit question. I mean, question. there are reasons we, why we should be worried. Yeah, yeah, sure. He didn't um, play one game yet, but... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he didn't play. Uh, foot injury... Um, all the things that we knew were discussed before the draft. Mm-hmm. Can he stay on the court? Can he stay on the court for long? But a guy that makes 20 or 19, I don't remember, consecutive free throws 
no matter what's the competition. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, and the guy who can basically <laughs> hit a shot blind from yeah. anywhere yeah. is a guy that will shoot the basketball. I have very little doubt. If it's yeah. not the three early, it will be a 20-foot jumper. Yeah. Um, and it will be deadly. Yeah. I don't I really don't have doubts yeah. on, on Chet Chet's ability to to be a floor spacer. I have other doubts, like can he sustain a contact in transition when a guy runs through him mm-hmm. and they will do it. They will put their body. I mean, Kenny Lofton Jr. put his body onto him yeah. multiple times. And I don't worry so much about the effectiveness and defense, whereas I'm worried about the wear and tear mm-hmm. that this will cause to his body because he's a, clearly a guy that will be physical. Um, so all this stuff I have doubts because you will, you'll be uh, on one hand foolish to be, I mean, just miserable because of this, but you also, it's foolish to not consider this as a real risk. But the yeah. shooting, again, I ha- he may prove us all wrong and shoot like 25% from three in his first season. I don't believe that. Yeah, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised yeah. if, that, if that were the case. I think he... Uh, I think he's going to shoot it well. So, and, you know, he's had so much, this is where like, there are like these, it's, it's not like, it would be way more beneficial for him to play. It's like, I don't ever want to pretend like it's, oh, it's so beneficial that he's sitting out. Like I, no, it's not (laughs) like it's, but there are benefits to him still being in the program. Like, so it's not like a completely wasted year. Like, he gets to watch every game. He gets to be in the film room. He gets to talk to the coaches. He gets to figure out, without actually stepping foot on the court with them, like, gets to figure out where he fits in and can, like, mentally be prepared for that and mentally be prepared for what's what's to happen. So, um, and he's going to, and I said earlier that, like, Mike knows his role. Mike plays his role well. It's true. And that's part of why that number is, like, so inflated. Um, we don't quite know what Chet's role is going to be. And they might have to change the way they play a little bit for him. And that could cause some growing pains. So yeah, it's not a like straight guarantee, but you can just see like at their apex with that particular trio of Shea, J-Dub, Chet. It's like, oh my gosh. And it was, this was on um, oh, Point of Contention is a, a show we have on the Athletic NBA show. And mm-hmm. it's Marcus Thompson, like legendary Warriors writer, uh, and Zach Harper. Um, you know, they had just, uh, Marcus had just watched the Thunder play the Rockets. And he, he was like, man, I think he said, not now, but eventually, like, this Thunder team is built for the playoffs like with the amount of guys that can handle the ball and go get their own and, you know, make the offense churn. He's like, this team is going to be built for the playoffs. And I don't disagree. I think that Mm -hmm. with Shea and with J-Dub and Chet and Giddy and all those guys that, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot cooking in Oklahoma city with this team and they're, they're good now, you know. That's the other thing is like they're good now. Like you can pull out those stats where they're number one in net rating since January first. Like, like th- this team is is pretty good now. I 
I would not be shocked to see some kind of regression happen between mm-hmm. now and you know mid March. Like it wouldn't shock me if they regressed, not maybe quite as bad as they were at the beginning of the season to December fifteenth, but somewhere in the middle is which, where I'd expect them to land, which is still like a decent team. Yeah, it's it's uh, slightly negative in that rating kind of thing. It's yeah. it's not like a twenty win team. Let's let's not pretend that this was a horrible team to begin with. And right. another thing that I want to to say as a positive spin. They're not playing like a nine-man rotation. Yeah. Like oh, it's not that no. they are playing just lineups that make sense for the night or do necessarily being okay, this is the lineups that work works against the Rockets. Let's kill them with this because mm-hmm. it's clearly working. No, they are not doing that. They are doing that in part when they feel like the the game is slipping through their hands. Yeah. Then they will do it. Um, but Mark is still using a huge chunk of time to develop guys like Jay Will, which I I I want to talk about him. <laughs> like we should, talk, is, we should talk about him, man. We really yeah, should. he's fun. I mm-hmm. like. I don't know how good he will be in general, but but the fact that he can put his body and just throw a charge, and on the other side of the court just taking the three and being so excited about that. And, and the fact that he has some finesse move yeah. as well. Like, he's not just uh, a raw defender. I, the, the, the shooting touch is not great. You can see that the shooting motion is not there yet. But the fact that he has some craftiness to him where he can hit the reverse layup or just doing an up and under and being at the, at the basket or just, like, being physical enough, running the transition, doing this stuff, I I did not expect him to be this okay. I don't want to say good, but this okay this soon. Yeah. I said, okay, this year he will be just a tragedy and he will be sent to the G League and will not be able to compete really for uh, for an NBA spot. I, I will not be surprised if in the future he and JRE will actually fight for minutes because he's... He's been okay to good against normal NBA competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they'll fight for it now. You know, I think he's played yeah, well future enough. Meaning from tomorrow. Yeah, I, is the future. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think they're gonna fight for it, man. <laughs> he's played well above what I expected him to do. He looked very lost to start the season and look just very oh, yeah. not ready. And like, like it's fine. He's a second round pick. He's, it's going to take him a minute to get his legs. And he has started to figure it out. Some of it is, does it all look and feel this good when the shots stop falling? Yeah. Because that's a good point. that is going to happen. Like it looks awesome right now with the shot falling. There will be a game. There will be a stretch. There will be time where the shot does not fall. And, is he able to be as impactful? Does he bring the same energy? Is all of that still working whenever he isn't playing well or he's not shooting the ball well? Like, can he still play mm-hmm. well despite the shot not falling? And, like, that's a, that's a big question for him that you can tell when that three goes down or when he's finishing that his energy just, like, tick, 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 tick. Like, can he, oh, yeah. can he start here? And stay there without 
making shots. That's why like a guy like Draymond Green is just like such a rare player because like he doesn't need to score or need to do anything without you know to have energy. It's just always there for him. And like I just wonder about about Jay Will. Not that he's like provided poor energy when he's not scoring. Like I I don't think that's the case, but right now he's just kind of on one. And I think yeah. he he knows it and he's playing really well. I just want to see him like on a night where he goes over 6. Like where's is he bringing the impact, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure he will shoot six trees or six shots if he misses the first four. But anyway, I want to say something, uh, another thing about Jay Will, which I really loved. And I mean, Shengun cooked him in Houston multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Um, he was guarding him too close, allowing Shengun, which is a very good poster player, to just fill him and beat him with a couple of moves. First possession, or one of the first possessions of um, the last game, he gives him a bit of distance. He doesn't s- stay too close to him so that Shengun has to move towards the basket and boom, charge him. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, I don't know if it's by accident. I don't think so. No. Rarely no, no, things no. in the NBA happen by accident. Yeah. That was uh, but this was, hey, good job, Jewel. That's, yeah. that's, that's how you grow. Like, that's how you, you play two, two times uh, the same guy. First time he beats you, great. Go back, look, study, and, you will make him pay. And it was, I mean, Shengun was in his head, in his head for, for the entire game. It was just off. And yeah. it was a big part of, of why OKC was having, I mean, they would have won the game anyway. Uh, but the fact that Shengun was basically off after five minutes was a huge part of it. Yeah. Shengun was not good in that game against the Thunder, uh, which is great. It's just great to see him not do good. <laughs> Can I also say something very, uh, oh, I would say, unkind? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the, the Rockets telecast. I oh, I dude. stopped watching the game on Sunday uh, after three quarters. Then I listened to After Dark, and, and you mentioned about coaching in the fourth. And I said, okay, Andrew, I, I'm, I'm listening. Okay, I will go back and watch the fourth quarter. Yeah. And and, and I watched it uh, with, the, with the Rockets telecast. And and this guy, I, I don't know who he is. He's probably a good NBA player from the past. I didn't know. Um, he's Ryan saying, Hollins. "Oh, it's Ryan." Okay. Yeah. Um, he was saying, "Our Usman, meaning Garuba, was beating their Usman," and he basically said it over <sighs> and over and over and over. He's uh, he's but, he's terrible, man. He is not. He is he is one of yeah. the worst. Yeah, and Usman Garuba is. Terrible. He's terrible. He he has like, he has no discernible skill. He made skill. trees. He has no discernible skill. Usman Garuba. Yeah. And he's he he is twice the size that I remember him being. But anyway. Yeah, he's very um, thick. There's so yeah. many things about Houston I don't understand. Like they didn't play Garuba until like down the stretch. That's fine. The Dacian Knicks thing, I just don't don't get it at all. Didn't get it from the start. Didn't get why. Like he's he's a fun player because he's uh, uh he's thick and that's that's cool. That's fun. Yeah. You know, we used to like thick. That is right now we are not mentioning them as much. Mm, not as much. I blame I blame Luke honestly. Like we need him to get back on uh on that train. Yeah, I also blame the fact that every player for OKC is kind of not thick at all. It's so. True. 
that's it's also true. part of it. Yep. Yeah, we need we need a thick daddy back in our lives. Mm. I Jaros Walker? Jaros Walker, I would yes. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah. Dejanix is so terrible, and I don't understand why you would even play him any minutes at all. Like Ty Ty Washington comes in and Ty Ty's like immediately contributing. And yeah. He's like good flow there. Nice nice looking shot. Yeah. Can move the ball. Not the playmaker that I want, but the playmaker. So but Dacia Nix isn't a playmaker either. No. So it's just like, what are we doing? Like, why are you even playing that guy? I don't understand why you'd even play him at all. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. It it doesn't make any sense. It's it is there, but that's the thing with this Houston team is there's so many things that don't make sense. Yeah, it's like playing Tail Mulligan when you have Josh Giddy behind. Well, not Josh Giddy. Uh, you have Trey Man behind. Like, why are you doing this? Right, and not even Trey, not even Tail Mulligan. It's uh, some like it's like playing Ronnie Price when you have <laughs> Trey Man behind. Like, why are why are we doing this? Yeah, it's it makes no sense. And you know, I don't know. I don't like evaluating like a player off of one game because obviously like this was one of the worst games for Jalen Green. He's coming off injury. But you know, one of the differences from the night in Houston to the the night in OKC was they trade they basically traded out Eric Gordon for uh Jalen Green. And yeah. Jalen Green was uh, so bad in that game against OKC. I don't know like what your your thoughts are on him. Yeah, first of all, I realized just now that they're going to need to play the game. Um, <laughs> I was not focused. Um, but now that, that I think about it, it's true. He did not play. And now I can really picture in my head why some of the stuff were not working. But anyway, no, I, I think that... I mean, the, the fear that we had in the drafts in the draft about Jalen Green are where can he play in a system? Can he be a little bit more unselfish? Can he be um, effective when he doesn't have the ball in his hands? And clearly when the shot is going on, uh, like the first game against Houston, he can be a dangerous player. He can be a guy that hits up and make uh, and makes like five threes in a game mm-hmm. in a span of 20 minutes. He's that guy. He's talented. He's physical. He can do a lot of stuff. But I mean... Defensive was horrible. Like it was just like, yeah. What are we doing? Like it's not even trying. It's like okay, I'm here. Like anyone could go against him and and, and score. And like I know that, like it's January, February. It's the moment in the league where you don't really it's the maybe you don't, man. Yeah. This is yeah. A, it's 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 the time of the year where you just want to get to the All-Star break and, and be done with the first part of the season. And then yeah. looking at the last part of the season, like, okay, now it's go time. We have a month and a half and then we'll, and we'll be either Cabo or playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but come on, you're in the second year of your career. Yeah. Like against the guy that is clearly on a tear, like at least try. Try something. I mean, if you look at Shea, who is an all-star, like destroying you, just just try. Try to get in the mix there. Yeah, try to get in the mix with him and like say like, okay, like let's go. Like let's just make it about you and me. Yeah, at least. Like I would not support this as a a coach, (laughs) 
but try to compete on both ends. Uh, thank yeah. God I'm not a coach. Um, but try at least to compete on both ends for 10 minutes. Like, try 10 minutes. See what happens. Yeah, he was Nothing. awful. He was awful. Yeah, flat line. But anyway. Also, Jabari Smith Jr. Like, oh my gosh. He's so lost. He is so He's lost. lost. He is so far from contributing. And this is a guy that you look at his the profile of his game. As a shooter, defender, those things, like you think, okay, he's like has a pretty scalable game. And dude, he was so bad. So, hmm. so bad against the Thunder. Even in the, the game that they won, he was almost just like a non factor, you know, in that game. Where it was I mean, Shangun had, you know, played really well against the Thunder on Wednesday. But, like, Jabari was just kind of this, like, footnote, you know? And then in this game, the Thunder were, um, like, attacking him. They were targeting him and, like, getting into his chest and pushing him out of the way. I mean, they... I mean, Shea wanted Jabari. Shea, yeah. they switched. So it was Jabari on Shea. And Shea absolutely cooked him. Now, he's a rookie. This doesn't mean like his career is, is sunk. Like This is not good. But you can see the differences between the two franchises. One, in their, the guys they select. And then two, in the way that they develop. Can we give them a pass? No! I mean, no! No, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me try. No! Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, suppose that. Oh my God! I'm, this was this P was too loud. Um, suppose that OKC is picking third. Yeah. Like, are you not picking Jabari Smith? I mean, of oh, let's take a look. Let's take a look. No, no, no don't take a look. I'm don't a take look. a look. No, don't try to make an a, like a a very sophisticated argument to say that, no, maybe I would have drafted Kikimori because it's better or whatever. No. no I just, false. okay, so let's just go go through our, our boxes that we check with players. Like, you, I just... You still have them? Yeah, I know that we didn't have the, 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 uh, the, a lot of boxes checked with Jabari. I'm saying, you are there. Are you picking someone else? The answer is no. I don't think so the answer is no. I don't think the answer is no. I don't think it is. No, I think it is. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I think that the, there is a world in which if Jabari goes to OKC, he he may not be the third best player in this class. Yeah. But he might be a much better version of this player. Oh, are you kidding me? Because he'd he, be a lot better. He'd be a ton better with the Thunder today. He He might be a guy where you say, okay, now you may have to rethink some of the players that are in your team, but you can have a version of Jabari where you say, okay, we'll give you great shots all the time. And you will just have to, you'll just have to nail them from the corner, from the spots that you like in the moments. We will feed you 10 trees per game. Yeah. We will feed you great shots. You just have to hassle, to hassle defensively and to just be, just be Mike good Mus enough. Just be Mike Muscala. Yes. But he has to make his shots though. Like that's been the thing but about him. The shot quality that, that, that they are giving him 
is terrible. And he's rushing into shots because he doesn't have them. Yeah. It's a complete different feeling. It's a complete different uh, atmosphere at Auburn. He was the guy and everyone was fitting him like crazy because he was the only guy who can eat a shot and he was doing it. Now it's basically, okay, you don't take mid-rangers. No, 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 no. you don't take mid-rangers. You, you don't take them. You yeah. just take, take trees, which for a guy like Jabari, who we scouted a lot and he was, hey, let's get into my pull up Jay and then I will get far and kill them from here. And it's not like that. Right. Houston doesn't allow him to be to get into his rhythm with his jumper. It's just, hey, um, spot up trees. If you don't hit them, well, we'll not see the ball for for 20 minutes. It's not what happens in on teams that can organically make his his talent like be in a good place. Yeah. It's it's different. So my point is, Andrew, do you want the name of a player that you can get to push just half a button? Just get Jabari and you'll see that in three years he is a real player for Casey. Okay, uh, enough. <laughs> yeah, his shot. He always wants he always wants name names. Uh he's uh, in name that he okay, he can get in two years or a year and a half. Yeah. No, he's in, he's no, he's not interesting. He's not interesting at all. He doesn't he doesn't <laughs> He doesn't check the 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 first box, you know, know. It's it's like going into a club. Like, what's the first box you have to check? Like, uh, you gotta have you gotta be twenty one, right? The the first box you have to check to become a Thunder player, that is like a like a real part of the core. Like, can you make a decision? They look at his NBA ID card. Sorry, man, not a decision maker. Get out, go, leave. You don't belong here. In my clubs, there are rules like the 21 year. Oh, first of all, in Italy, is 18. So, Jabari, you are more than welcome to come uh, in clubs in Italy because it's uh, it's 18. So, first of all. Second, in your club, Ludort will not be able to enter because Ludort is not a great decision maker. He yeah. brings other stuff. And I think that a guy like Jabari can bring other stuff mm -hmm. to the table. You just have to allow... He's clearly struggling right now. Clearly struggling. Mentally, physically, with with a shot, with everything. But he's not a guy that will not shoot the basketball. I, I mean, we have too big of a sample size to say that the shot is not real. It is real. Yeah. Um, so I'm sad. I, I'm truly sad for Jabari. I mean, I don't care about Jalen Green. I I, I <laughs> like him as a prospect. Um, I I don't care about Shingun at all. I mean, I'm so me for Ty Murphy, but that's another story. Um, for Jabari, I think that there is a there, it's it's it's, a, it's a, such a loss of talent. Yeah, yeah, it is, and that's what's going to happen in Houston as long as they're on this current track. And they seem to think that we'll just add veterans in the off season, and like everything will just kind of come together. Uh, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, let's take a quick, a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the Thunder's upcoming schedule and the fun things that are going to, to happen uh, potentially with OKC in the next few days. We'll be right back. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back after that quick break. Uh, one thing, a little, little housekeeping, is that Usman Jang was sent down to the G League. This was from Mark said that this was pre-planned so it's not like Oh, he's played so terribly since he's been with the Thunder. We got to send him back there. This is something that they were going to do anyways from what they've said. Mm -hmm. So I also just wonder if he was like crushing it, (laughs) if they would send him down there. Maybe they would. I don't know. Um, But he is going to the G League. He'll get more time there. Uh, Best of luck to Usman Jang uh, with his stint with the Blue. Uh, The Thunder have... A very interesting little road trip here that starts mm-hmm. tonight in San Francisco. They play the Warriors without Steph Curry, which is very interesting. They're going to be without him for a little while. And when you look at the standings, it's like, huh. Like the Thunder could easily be past the Warriors in the standings in the next week. Easily. Come on, Andrew. Easily. Then without okay. Steph has just been really bad. It's been very bad. That's why they're in the yeah. position they are now. It's because they missed him for a big a big chunk of the season. So if they can take care of business tonight, they have the Lakers Tuesday. Come on, it's not taking care of business. It's actually playing a good game. They they need to play a very good game, you know, to be Golden State. I'll take care of business. Like, come on. Without Steph, man, I don't know. Still, how many? Inspe- it's clay. It's 
sure it's clay sure yeah yeah i still have nightmares so yeah they played the lakers on tuesday um which should be pretty interesting considering the the stakes the historical stakes here and how expensive these tickets are <laughs> to this lakers game um LeBron, if, you, if you're unaware, LeBron has a chance to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as with the most points in the history of the NBA. So that is very interesting. It'd be cool if the Thunder were part of it. They are The Thunder are on national TV uh, Tuesday night on TNT, which is great. Uh, has nothing to do with the Thunder, has everything to do with LeBron. So I'm sorry to everybody who thought that it was about the Thunder. <laughs> this is about... <laughs> LeBron and the Thunder are the beneficiaries of that. So, that's good. Um, and then they play on Friday against Portland. And Portland is a mediocre to bad team this year. But also, we have Nightmares of Dame. So Yeah. It, it's a three-game stretch where you kind of expect them to play good basketball. But it's the first two games are on a back-to-back late you have to change time zone and get to la and play late yeah. uh la san francisco then you have a bit of a break and then you play again late important um i expect a one and two record for mm -hmm. these three games which is a vanilla take i know um but i for different reasons i think that these teams have um a lot to play for uh, everything that OKC face and it's on the road. OKC has been quite bad on the road. And and so it's, um, I don't know, maybe against Golden State is, it, it, do, does it make sense to say that if they win against Golden State, I, I have very good feelings. If they lose against Golden State, it, it might be an 0-3 um, kind of road trip. I think it's it's a lot of, it's a catalyst of what they can do. If they can really play well against Golden State, I think that that can carry over and then mm -hmm. they can be super excited and important. If they start off on the wrong foot, winning against the late the next day, it's extremely hard. Yeah. The second half of a back-to-back -back is just tough. You don't know how the this young team is going to respond in that environment because mm -hmm. it's going to be... Like, you think there's A-list celebrities at a random Lakers game. Like, get ready for the yeah. type of celebrities that are going to be sitting courtside. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know how these guys react to that. Maybe they are totally cool with it. Or maybe Josh Giddy's, you know, celebrity crush is sitting on, you know, the front row. I don't know. I have no idea. I am curious to see how they respond. They may just like step up and like, hey, we know we're on the national stage and we know we laid an egg the first time on the national stage against the Heat with that free throw debacle of a game. Like, let's not do yeah. that again, guys. Like, let's go, let's go take it to these guys and win. Uh, I'm curious to see how they respond. I'm not sure that tonight will determine how they play the rest of the road trip, though. Okay. I think I think they win tonight. And then nice. and then I don't know how they play in LA. And then Portland. I don't know. The Thunder in Portland is always a wild card. You know. Yeah. 
They so. are two and zero against them. It's weird. Yeah, but the yeah they are. It's early on that they played them, and and beat yeah. them. So I'm I'm curious to see if they could do it again. Uh, do you have any updates on Ludort? <laughs> the only update we got was that they're very non-committal about him playing. They haven't ruled him out of, okay. of playing on the road trip. They also haven't ruled him in okay. playing on the road trip. So and there is no Usman. So that's no Jang. Which development minutes less variance? I would say. Yeah. More Kenrich. That's what it means. Or Wiggins. Or Wiggins. Either one. Very good. We'll take either very one. Good. Yeah. Because they both they've both been very impactful. We talked about the uh, on offs. Um, Aaron Wiggins is a plus three on the season. Kenrich is a plus four. So yeah, either one. Bring them on. Yep. Yeah, they've both been been very very good lately. And it's likely that they both play in this game and no Jang and probably less minutes for a guy like Trey Mann. And if that happens, then I think it's a recipe for winning basketball games. Yeah, last thing before we go, I know that it's very interesting, this stretch of five games before the All-Star break. But the season of OKC, I think, will be decided the first eight games against the All-Star break, where they have a lot of winnable games mm-hmm. at home. Like they have twice Sacramento, twice Utah. Um, they have Golden State in LA, which depending on who is playing, it, and then you have Phoenix. So it's not, it, it's a stretch where because he can get a lot of, can, can make a lot of ground. And if yeah. they are, like they can, that, that part is where if you really want to make the playoffs, not the playing, you have to address the next, again, those games as we have to win them all. We have to go 10-0 and 0 and yeah. show. Because they they face teams that they can beat. They don't face uh, a team like Milwaukee or, or Boston. Phoenix may be better. And after also break, everything can be different. LA can be better. Um, but there is... There is a possibility to 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 make a good run there. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Predictions for the trade deadline. What do you think? Um, I think that maybe OKC shuffle shuffles around a contract or two, just just to get. I, I don't think that Basley will be dealt. Wow. Okay. So who, who are the, what are the contracts? Or two or twos that are going to be moved. Like who's it going to be? Um. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, right? They have to mm-hmm. cut one guy. I, I I thought that um, for some reason that they had cap space, but it's not the case. I don't know. Um, Give a prediction. I don't know. I don't have predictions. Is, is Darius Baisley on the team on Friday? Yes. Can they do? Can they do something else? I don't know what they can do. Yeah, they can Probably do. Yeah, they, yeah, they can do other things. They're welcome to do whatever they want. I don't think they're going to do much. But you know what? Like, does it really make sense to 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 Basley? To, I mean, why to trade him? Yeah, it's inconsequential either way. Yeah, I would. Let's put it this way: if you can guarantee me a protected first for 
a bad contract that comes in and stays there for two two years and you have to let go basically yeah do it yeah if it's a if it's a bad second rounders who really who cares basically has moments you can he can be useful on a night he can be extremely you know factor in the next one mm-hmm. he's he's not a cancer in the locker room eh? no they he like plays him hard they like him he he was the one who organized the uh little text group to ask Mike about this too. Like they, they all got a text from Darius to, to go over to Shay's house. It was organized by um, his family. Team, I mean, but like, he's like a team organizer. Like the, they do like him like the, as much as maybe some of the thunder observers, including myself, don't care for the stylings of Darius Baisley. Like the, uh, the team really does seem to, to like him. Yeah. So, do you think OKC will move a young player? Like, I don't know, just to to find them a better place. Like, do you, do you feel like someone wants to to find another another, another team oh. to play for? No, not on this roster. No, but I do think also that something to be prepared for would be if somebody comes with an offer. For even a guy like Isaiah Joe, and somebody's like, "Hey, we'll give you a lottery protected first for Isaiah Joe," which I don't think will happen. I think that's like no. But if somebody does, you better bet your bottom dollar they're going to do it. Like those kind of things are going to happen. Like they, I would. I don't think it makes too much sense, but yeah. I th- I think the Thunder are especially if you can like remove the protections over time and like there is like some value to that pick or something like that, they would do it. I don't think the thunder are out of are out of pick acquisition mode yet. I know people want them to be, I know people want them to go get guys, but I think that they are still closer to asset acquisition than they are to players of consequence added to this team. I think that's where they are. Yeah. I like Isaiah Joe. Sure. I do I do like him. I don't want him to be traded. I'm just trying to think of like a player that teams would go after. I would I would do that for I mean I would probably deal Wiggins in the same way that you do Joe. Yeah. I think like, I would say I anybody that that's that, it, anybody that's not Shea, Giddy, yeah. J dub, Dort. I think all those guys can can be had. Like all of them can be had. I think if, also Dort can be had if you really want him. I don't know. I own brand. It's me own brand. Come on. It is you own brand. That's Shay's best friend, man. I don't know. I So you don't care about basically organizing parties for Shay, not Lou. Basically no, I think, I think, organizing. Yeah. Or Shy. How should we call him? But anyway. Uh but you do care. That Lou Dort is a friend with Shay. I mean, yes, my friend. You have to decide which side you want to discuss. Either the basketball fit or or the like the other part. Uh, anyway, I like to pick no. and choose my spots if if I can, please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, I think that the guy like Wiggins is very useful. Yeah. But if a team is enamored with him and is willing to offer, then yeah, I think that Joe. We don't have an exact replica of him on the on the team. Whereas with Wiggins, yes, you have Kenrich. I would not switch in the opposite direction, like trading Kenrich because you have Wiggins, because mm-hmm. I think that he brings very different skills. Trade Kenrich, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah i mean of course if you if you if you if you say to me today would you prefer to let go basically um wiggins or joe for the same asset of course it's basically mm-hmm. um but but yeah um, if better assets can be had for i don't want to say them i don't want to call them fringe guys but but it's likely what they are. They are not yeah, stars. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely what they are. They are rotational piece. If you if you if you really feel that the asset you are getting is, yeah, is worthy, then yeah. But and I also think that great. I just also don't think that any other teams are like thinking about these Thunder guys like we do. And so I just don't think Wiggins is almost fifty forty something from I know, the line. That I, don't I know remember. he's very good. I just don't know that anybody's gonna say we take him for a first rounder like i just don't think that's gonna happen. no i don't think so So, like that's what i think it would take to pry a guy like that away like you can't be like hey we'll give you a second rounder for aaron wiggins be like hey you know no way get out yeah so i just don't this is why i think the thunder are more likely to just stand pat and be who they are and make the decisions in the summer than they are to be a player in any way whatsoever at the trade deadline so we'll see I'd like to be wrong just for the content, you know, but we'll see. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.